That might seem weird for some people, but I'm naked outside in the sun. Hello, everyone. I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm talking to light expert and founder of Viva Rays, Rudy Nassif. Rudy has been educating thousands of healthcare practitioners and doctors about the biological effects of light and helping them optimize their personal life as well as their patients' well-being. Today, he'll be discussing how his eyewear can help protect us from the effects of artificial light and too much screen time. Hi, Rudy. How are you? Hi, Morgan. I'm awesome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining. Um, yeah, so I'm just dying to hear the story. We um, just for those folks listening, we know Rudy, he works a lot with the primal health coach folks, and he came highly recommended as just an expert on circadian rhythm and light and how our modern lifestyle is affecting our health. Um, and he did send me a pair of his Viva Ray glasses and I told him I would be wearing them right now, but my husband like fully <laughs> the shipment and they're like completely his. Now, I don't even think they would fit me. I think he's like stretched them beyond the shape of my head. So I got to get hooked up with another pair, but, um, and my husband is not like a biohacker type. He's just like, you know, and he's, it's not like his thing. I'm much more lean that way. And he is obsessed with these glasses. So, um, they're, I call them like his Clark Kent glasses. It's kind of like being married to a new person. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for that. But, um, fill me in. So how did you get here? This is such an interesting business and something that's like, I feel like, you know, through the likes of Andrew Huberman and such like circadian rhythm and all of this science surrounding light and what we know about how artificial light is affecting us has become such a hot topic. Um, but yeah, you've been at it a while. So how'd you come up with Viva Race? How'd you get here? Yeah, to be honest, it all started when I was a little kid at school, three years old. I, I started suffering from debilitating headaches, agitation, and inability to focus in the classroom. And I used to misbehave because I intuitively wanted to escape the indoor environment. And eventually I was diagnosed with the label ADHD. And I was forced to stay in an environment that did not feel good to me. And to be honest, Morgan, that felt really torturing at a, at a very young age. So by the time I got to engineering school, I started living like a night owl, feeling super wired, super stimulated at night, staying up late and then waking up the following morning, feeling exhausted, lacking the energy and unmotivated. And uh, after two years of working as an engineer, I literally hit a bottom in my life where I felt the most depressed fatigued and disoriented I have ever felt in my life. And at this point, I went so deep into the dark that my only choice was to make a U-turn back into the light. And I truly remember that night very well. I looked into my eyes, squarely in the mirror, and I made a commitment to myself that I want to transform my health issues and suffering. And I knew that I needed to leave everything behind. So I did. And I traveled on a long, long journey when I was uh, going into the unknown, literally, and seeking and learning from different health experts and holistic doctors. However, I started to feel very overwhelmed with all of the different health opinions about what I should be doing. And uh, different health gurus were pointing to different diets, supplement companies, and different biohacking tools. And it was complicated to me. And I was, I was, you know, perceiving some contradiction. I didn't know what to do. So at that stage, no, no matter how many diets I was trying, I wasn't feeling any better. Uh, miraculously, 
a specific event changed all of that. I spent several weeks volunteering on a rural farm up in northern Quebec in Canada. And throughout those six weeks, I was sleeping in my tent and I was exposed only to natural light during the day and fire and candlelight during the evening. Now, within a matter of a few days, something miraculous happened. I started winding down in the evening, feeling super relaxed, super calm, super mellow. And I started sleeping shortly after the sunset to then wake up before the sunrise for the first time in my life, feeling extremely rested, refreshed, energized, and motivated. At first, I did not know what to do with that energy. I was farming outdoors all day, dancing, cooking, hiking, swimming in lakes. And I was able to achieve in a 24-hour period more meaningful stuff than I was in the past 21 years of suffering. And I had one question written upon my heart. How did that magic happen? I didn't change my diet. I didn't take supplements. And I was still exercising and meditating in the same way I was before. And to be honest, that put me in complete awe. But uh, unfortunately, this, this awe did not last very long because when my farming trip ended after six weeks, I came back to the city. And within a matter of a few weeks, I, start, I fell back into my old terrible routine of staying up late at night and waking up feeling tired, unfocused, and exhausted. So that was very, very puzzling. I did not understand how I could go from one side of the spectrum to the other. So I decided to take off again and I went on another farm. And once again, within a matter of three days, I was able to restore perfect health, vitality, and energy that I was never able to feel before. So at this stage, it was like very interesting. I start observing some patterns and I start seeing that all of those farmers living up north, they had a quality of light in their eyes that I've never seen before. And what I quickly realized is that they lived a balanced rhythmic lifestyle that is very different than the lifestyle that we all live in the cities. Now, I start observing and seeing that they all rose naturally before the sunrise with no alarm clock. They spent most of their days outside in natural lighting. They had, um, they ate seasonally, so what we call primal eating, whole food and organic, and what grew around them in their environment. And they only ate when the sun is out at similar times every day. And they fasted when the sun is down. And their only source of light after the sunset, which was a big thing, was fire and candlelight. So if we, if we, if we look at those things, simply put, they lived a balanced rhythmic lifestyle that is in complete alignment with the balanced rhythmic light of Mother Nature. And this to me, was the exact magical recipe that was catalyzing that transformation that I was experiencing on those farms every time I go. And which, which led me to a seven-year journey so far where I'm deeply studying light and its effects on our biology and what we call quantum biology and circadian biology. And uh, I think the world-leading expert in those fields. And this has to investigate more about the power of light and how it shapes and molds every aspect of our uh, well-being. Yeah, I started learning how the quality of the light that we expose ourselves to will determine the quality of our sleep, 
our focus, our productivity, mood, digestion, and well-being. And the big problem in our modern world that we are getting very little natural light during the day, and we are bombarded by junk artificial lights coming from LED bulbs, phones, and devices day and night. So at, this, at that stage, as I was learning all this stuff, I was eager to find a solution so that I could mitigate the effects of artificial lights when I come back to the city. Because I have learned how to maximize healthy light during the day, and that was easy. But the problem is that every time I step back in cities, the pattern of artificial light was literally disrupting my rhythm so much so that I would fell, uh, I would, I would, uh, I would uh, stop staying up late and waking up feeling exhausted and tired. And that was the beginning point when I discovered our blue blocking glasses. And through a long journey of trying so many different technologies and failing, I wanted to come up with something that actually worked. And I had the fortune to uh, team up with circadian experts and also optic experts from British Columbia, which gave us access to state-of-the-art lab equipment that enabled us to test so much. And we were able to come up with this three-lens circadian lens filtering eyewear that is designed to filter different frequencies of light at different times of the day to bring in alignment again between the light that is entering our eyes and the light that is present in, in nature day and night. Okay, so interesting. So how old are you when you make this discovery? And then how long did it take to bring the products to market? Uh, yeah. So when I when I first made when I first stepped on those farms and I started going from one farm to another, uh, I was 23 to 24 years old, I believe. And uh, it took a while for me to actually digest what I was experimentally learning and to connect it with what science had to say. So it was a journey of two to three years where I intuitively started to understand it before my intellectual brain could like put words into it. And at that stage, I was so eager to, to find a solution. And as I shared with you, I started, uh, I came back to the city and I learned about blue blocking glasses. So I actually bought my first pair of blue light blocking glasses. It was in clear lenses. Mm-hmm. And after trying them for a little while, I didn't, I didn't get any benefits. And I was wondering, like, how come I'm blocking the blue light? Like, should I, shouldn't I be already feeling the benefits? And what, we, what I quickly realized is that clear blue light blocking glasses, they block blue light that is not actually emitted from LED bulbs and screens. They block blue light up to 420 nanometer. And if you ever play with a spectrocolor mirror and measure, let's say, the uh, spectral curve of an LED bulb or screen, you will see that they do not emit any blue light below 420 and they peak at 455 nanometer. So basically those clear lenses that were blocking blue light that is not present from those harmful sources, though they are sold at the optometrist offices for a lot of money. And I had an interesting journey where I took my spectral color mirror and I went to different optometrist offices uh, showing them that actually clear light, clear blue light blocking glasses do not work. And many of them were extremely surprised when they saw the actual results. So what's the difference and what, is, what do Viva Rays do <clears throat> that blue light glasses don't? So, so that's the thing. I don't like the term blue light glasses because um, there's a lot of gimmick around it and untruth and people starting to think, oh, blue light is bad and I should avoid it. Whereas the truth is blue light is no good 
or bad. It's actually just like anything else in nature. It's relative. And its effect on us will depend on the time of the day we are exposing ourselves to it and whether or not it's balanced and proportionate with the other frequencies of colors. So if we take those two aspects, we could start easily finding patterns of why people find screens and LED bulbs torturing and they feel eye strain. The number one reason is when you expose yourself to LED lights or screens or phones, the blue light that is emitted from those devices has a narrow peak at 455 nanometer. It's not even the whole blue light spectrum. And this blue light is never balanced with the orange, yellow, red, and infrared. In comparison to sunlight, for instance, we get a lot of blue light and full spectrum blue light, not only a narrow peak, but we never get blue light in isolation. Every time we expose ourselves to blue light from sunlight, it's always balanced with the yellow, orange, red, and infrared. And basically those colors are polar opposites. Just like anything in nature, there's always a balanced rhythmic interchange between polar opposites, between the yin, the yang, the day and the night, the blue and the red. And when we expose ourselves to blue light from the sun, it actually wakes us up, it resets our circadian rhythm, it increases our mood, it's very well needed. Whereas if this blue light is in isolation and it's only peaking at 455 nanometer, it has actually been shown that it creates mitochondrial dysfunction, it increases inflammation and reactive oxygen species. And this explains why so many people start feeling headaches, agitation, eye strain. And it also explains why as a kid, for instance, I really struggled in an environment that is artificially lit with junk light, so to speak. Now with Viva Rays, we look at the problem in a very holistic way where we don't wanna be blocking blue light during the day. We actually wanna be balancing out that blue light. So it becomes more balanced and proportionate with the yellow and the green. And therefore our daytime lenses were born to decrease that sharpness of the 455 nanometer of the blue and make it more equal to the yellow and to the green. So it's basically a step towards balance. It's not absolute balance yet because absolute balance is found mm -hmm. in nature when we go outside and expose our eyes to sunlight. But when we are indoors and exposing our eyes to junk artificial light, those glasses help bring things towards balance. And therefore that's why so many of our clients report not having eye strain, eye fatigue, um, and, and so on. But the very important thing that so many people don't realize is that they start using blue light blocking glasses at the wrong time of the day. For example, those yellow tinted glasses or orange tinted glasses, but I'm gonna focus on the yellow because they're oftentimes advertised for daytime lenses. And when we tested those, we saw that they block 100% of the blue at 455 nanometer. And in the process of doing this, they could wipe out a lot of the blue turquoise at 480 nanometer, which could be coming from the window. Now, why is that important? Because the 480 nanometer is the frequency where the photoreceptors in the eyes are the most sensitive to, which signal to our clock in the brain that it's daytime. And if this frequency is missing and is being filtered out, we start feeling sleepy and tired during the day when we are supposed to be feeling energized, focused, and uh, performing at our best. And therefore, this is how the whole concept of blue light blocking glasses could be misleading and confusing. And people could be wearing the wrong 
uh, light filtering eyewear at the wrong time of the day. Now, when we come to the evening, it becomes a whole different story, coming back to the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. And if we look in nature, we don't see any frequencies of blue and green light after the sunset, because those frequencies, when enter our eyes, they signal to our brain that it's daytime. And then we start secreting the daytime hormones like cortisol, which wakes us up and make us do things. And we don't want to be secreting those hormones at night after the sunset, because at that time, we want to start winding down and preparing for a restful night's sleep. And therefore, when we go out and watch the sunset, light is information that flows into our eyes, to our nervous system, and it informs every cell in our body about the time of the day, letting us know that the day is ending and that it's time to start for repair, uh, fat burning even, because we do this at night, and rejuvenation. And when we come back home and we, are, we expose our eyes to the second suns from LED bulbs or screens, we confuse the brain and the body about the time of the day, and therefore we disrupt our ability to have a restful night's sleep, repair, and rejuvenate. And this is why we came up with a technology called the evening lenses, which are designed to mimic the color temperature of the bonfire at 1,800 kelvins. Now, I don't know about you, Morgan, but anytime I'm around a bonfire, I feel super relaxed, super mellow, yet I still have enough energy to dance, cook, and uh, socialize with my friends. So with the nighttime glasses, they're designed to be worn one hour before bedtime. And they were designed with the mindset of, if you're around the bonfire, by the end of the bonfire, they would start turning into amber coil. And we start feeling super uh, drowsy and ready for bed and cozy. And this is because the brightness really drops. And there's no blue and green light that stimulate us anymore. And therefore, the body starts peaking in melatonin production, the sleep hormone and the highest antioxidant in nature. And we start also preparing the body to produce growth hormone while we sleep at night. And when we put those glasses on, we're, we're eliminating all the blue, all the green, and we're decreasing that brightness so that we can mimic that effect in nature and help people to go to bed, have a restful night's sleep, and waking up the following morning feeling energized and ready for the day. Love it. And what's interesting about your glasses, so they actually have like a magnet filters, right? So you can wear like one pair during the day and then you just put on, you kind of clip on the pair for the evening and then clip on the pair for the night, right? Yeah, exactly. I will I will demonstrate here with uh, with this frame. So this is the, the daytime frame and you don't need to have three different frames and carrying them all around because you can seamlessly snap on the evening and then switch to the nighttime depending on the time of the day. Yeah. Okay. Tell me this. This is you're gonna be like, that's terrible. You should just stop doing that altogether. But I am like a nursing new mom, so I'm up a lot in the night. It's getting better. But and I've been pregnant. I've had insomnia. I never had sleep issues until I was pregnant, and then I always get like pregnancy insomnia. I've had three babies, and every time it's just a thing. Um, I also suffer from migraines, so I, I think I really need to incorporate this. I need to steal them back for my husband, buy a few more pairs. But um. If I'm reading, I read on with like the dark background on the Kindle app at night and I have the light turned all the way down. Like, will this, it's just sometimes the only way I can fall back asleep, you know, instead of like laying there and having anxiety about how I'm not sleeping and this, that, and the other thing Um, after I nurse or something, I read, I'm obsessed with reading, <laughs> but um, 
uh, will this help? Should I be wearing these when I wake up to read in the middle of the night? Yeah, absolutely. It's very important because the the moment we switch into nighttime, the sensitivity of the retina in our eyes changes. And this means that very little light, especially in the blue and green light, is enough to stimulate our circadian clock in the wrong direction and start shifting our circadian rhythm forward so that we would want to wake up the following morning later and we would want to sleep later the following day. So it's extremely important that if we wake up at night and we had to use the light, that we use those glasses. And also being aware of using light that is not very bright, keeping it very warm and closer to the ground because uh, it, 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 it appears that overhead lighting is able to stimulate our circadian clock in a negative way during the night, much more than if the light were positioned on the ground for for. I love it. And is there any like science that you're following new science and just this whole space that's um, interesting for our readers to know about? Like, I know there's been a lot of emphasis lately on getting natural light within 10 minutes of waking up in the morning and how that can affect your sleep at night. But is there anything else that you're hearing about in the science that's interesting? Light extends into every aspect of our life and well-being. And this is why when I speak about light, I say light shapes and, and molds every aspect of our life. And in fact, light creates reality. And it has been shown to us by Albert Einstein, which is very exciting to me because I come from a quantum physics, physics background. And it wasn't until later that I started connecting physics to biology and uh, fusing with like wonderful minds that were extremely interested also on understanding how actually light affects us on a, on a quantum level. But if we look at Albert Einstein's law of relativity, E equal MC squared, E is light, M is mass, and C is velocity. And this equation literally means that light is continuously being transformed into matter as it slows down. Light programs different neurotransmitters and bodies that allow us to make a model of our life in space and time perceive reality as we know it and and actually affects what we call our self-image which we can never outgrow right like in the field of health and wellness if someone has self-image of being sick no matter what be extremely difficult to outgrow that self-image and that happened with me as a kid because i had that self-image of the adhd kid and it wasn't until later when nature was building up my neurotransmitters that I was able to shift my perception. And I'm going to get more specific here by giving an example. So when light hits the cornea in the eye, it gives enough energy for the natural conversion of tryptophan into serotonin, the feel-good hormone that allows us to have a connection with our inner self and with our environment and a sense of satisfaction with life itself. And it also helps the conversion of tryptophan, the amino acid, into melatonin, which is the hormone of darkness and the highest antioxidant uh, in nature. But not only this, it provides enough energy for the conversion of tyrosine into dopamine. And what do we know about dopamine? It's this evolutionary molecule that allows us to sit up, pay attention, allows us to think outside of the box, 
plan through the future and it gives us the motivation to achieve what we really want in life. So in this way, we are starting to see how light literally programs those neurotransmitters that allow us to make a model of ourselves and perceive reality as we know it. Also, light uh, has a very powerful effect on our fertility, steroid, and sex hormones. So I'm going to give an example. There's the master sex hormone pregnenolone. It's literally made in, a, in the inner mitochondrial membrane in response to morning light. And pregnenolone is the raw material from which the stress hormone cortisol is made, but also the sex hormones, estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone are made. And when we first wake up in the morning and light hits the eye, the body converts some of this pregnenolone to cortisol. And this healthy rising tide of cortisol gives us the alertness, focus, and energy to kickstart the day. And under balanced condition, the body will convert the rest of pregnenolone to youth and sex hormones. And hormones like estrogen and progesterone, they're not only important to make a baby, but they're also important to keep our energy levels up. And they're crucial to maintain youthful looking skin and hair. And they're also hormones that are not only used for the planting of the seed or for conceiving a baby, they could also be used for the planting of an idea or the, uh, working on a, on a creative process. All of this is governed by those sexual hormones. So in a sense, uh, mitochondria also uh, is a very powerful sensor. It could sense uh, a threat in the environment. Like, like, let's say back in the days of the jungle, if a tiger is chasing you, mitochondria will sense that and will sense a signal, will convert all of the pregnenolone from youth pathways to more so that you can fight and flight, so that you can run away from the predator. And very interesting, uh, psychological stress, unbalanced thinking could lead to um, could, could could lead to a very similar effect. But not only this, junk light, the form of LED bulbs and screens, was somehow perceived as a as a, as a threat by the mitochondria. And this has been exemplified scientists back in the 1970s who published so many studies showing how when we see light, it increases our cortisol and ACTH level abnormally. So in, in a sense, mitochondria under unbalanced light will continuously be converting uh, or diverting pregnenolone from sex, sex and youth pathways to, to more cortisol. And this starts taxing our sexual glands and it leads to brain fog and sluggish. And it even affects uh, like uh, women who are dealing with uh, pre-menopause in, in, in tremendous ways. So, okay, going back to what you were saying really quick, and then I want to get into like just some rapid fire things because I feel like you've probably got a host of like tricks up your sleeves as far as health and wellness go extending beyond light. But when you were talking about light and self-confidence and self-image and kind of the port, is this like quantum physics type stuff? Like that sounds really complex. Yeah, it's it's quantum, it's quantum biophysics in a sense where we are starting to understand how light generates electricity that is building up all of our neurochemistry. Yeah. So for, for so many years, we have believed that it's all about neurochemistry and that neurochemistry control our health. 
But what we are now coming to understand is the physical forces in our environment, like light and magnetism, are the leaders that give instruction to our biochemistry about what, what to do. And therefore, when this light is corrupted, it's actually contaminating our bio biochemical processes, leading to chronic issues, health and, uh, and, and sickness and, 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 and health problems. Whereas we have the power to reverse this by creating a healthy environment that will lead to a much better biochemistry, leading to a better health and, and, and uh, better vitality in our life. I love it. Um, so you wear the you wear the glasses twenty four hours a day. You have like one for, or I guess not, probably not when you're sleeping, but you have a pair for the day, then a pair for the evening, and a pair for before bed. Yes, but the thing is, I always try to think how can I maximize my healthy life during the day. And for me, with my lifestyle as an entrepreneur, I have I have the ability to go outside and work outside. And if I'm outside, I never have any glasses. Yeah, We don't need glasses when we're outside. We actually want this sunlight to enter our eyes and have its effect on our biochemistry in appropriate ways. Whereas if I'm indoors, like right now, because I need to be on the podcast, uh, then I'll be wearing the, the glasses that balance out the artificial light that is entering our my, our, my eyes. And what I'd like the, uh, the listener to, to start understanding is that unbalanced artificial light does not only come from screens, television, and devices. It equally comes from all those light bulbs that we are using in our homes, down the streets, in the malls. So uh, they all emit the same frequency of unbalanced light. Interesting. Okay. So moving off of this is fascinating. I feel like I'm sold on the, on the light stuff. I love it. Um, I, mean, I just have a few like questions for you just in general health and wellness outside of of light. Um, what are you most excited about these days with the exception of all of this interesting information on light? Yeah, I'm really excited those days about witnessing the unfoldment of consciousness into what I call cosmic consciousness, where we as human beings, we are starting to realize that we are not our bodies and that we are much more than our bodies. And we are starting to unlock this ever-present, omnipotent, omniscient uh, knowledge that relies within us through meditation, through inner thinking, and through the process of inspiration. So that, that is something that absolutely inspires me. And I start getting in touch with those aspects of myself when I went into more uh, phases of solitude and uh, silence and being in nature and listening to the rhythm of the balanced silences of nature, which start, which start inspiring every aspect of my being. And I'm starting to see more and more people awakening into the divine spark of themselves, realizing that they are not only their bodies, that their consciousness expanding and expressing itself. And um, that's that's something very, very uh, exciting to me at this moment. I love it. What are some weird health hacks you're doing in your day-to-day -day life? Well, I would call them uh, more health harmonizers okay. rather than hacks. Because I find that the word hack does not resonate so much with, with my being. And the reason so is because I don't think we need to hack our health. I think we have 
done certain things that have moved us away from our inherent vitality. And that all we need to do today is to find ways to undo that unbalance by harmonizing ourselves with nature and with our inherent vitality. So some of the things that I do is uh, basically waking up at dawn every morning and going outside, exposing myself and my whole body to sunlight. So that, that might seem weird for some people, but I'm naked outside in the sun <laughs> on the beach. It, it happens to be like almost like a, a nice private beach. But and where, do you I, look, I, where are you naked on the beach? I mean, I'm so curious. Well, because I'm wanting every cell of my body to be soaking that sunlight. Yeah, no, and, no. I'm just curious. Where though? Where are you? Where are you living? Are you like in oh, France or something? In a new? I'm I'm, I'm in in Oaxaca, Mexico, right now. Okay, got it. Cool. Yes. So th- that might seem weird to some people, no, but actually, it's, uh, our ancestors have always done it, and yep. it's 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 very well needed. And another thing that I do, I turn my apartment into a cave at night. It's extremely dark. I, I like to hanging out in, in darkness at night, laying down, breathing, listening to soft music and introspecting and contemplating my day, thinking inwardly and uh, taking taking the time to really uh, wind down. Very cool. I love it. I, I think that's a really interesting theory. Like we're trying to do more and add more, but really we just need to like rewind it back, huh? Exactly. I'm also curious, like, what what are some of the things that you currently do that are perceived as being weird? (laughs) I mean, probably a lot of things. No, I mean, this reading thing, I've like turned off all social media. I always talk about this and I've just committed to like romance novels and like things that are just not involving social media. Um, And that's been fun. Um, Yeah. And then I'm into like, I'm a little bit of a supplement junkie, so I love that. But I, I'm a surfer and I, I do firmly believe in the power of nature and the charge of the ions in the salt water in the ocean and all of that good stuff about getting back to nature. So I'm with you on that. Um, I did, I did not know you're a surfer. You're actually welcome to come and surf in Puerto and in, in Oaxaca. I'm I, also a surfer. Are you, in, be so where are you in Puerto Escondido? Yeah, in Puerto Escondido. Oh, yeah. God, I've been there. That wave is, I'm just a kook from the Midwest. That wave is way too heavy for me. That's like Mexican pipeline. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Zicatela is very heavy. If you move towards uh, La Punta area, you could be catching much, much uh, smoother no. waves. And and there's an area, I don't know, I don't know if I want to advertise it, actually. No, I'd actually rather not talk about it. All right, All you'll right. have to message me, <laughs> message me separately. Um, I lived in South America and Central America and for a while. So I've been down that, down the coast through a lot of the surf tubs that are there. Okay, I'm, I'm going to recommend an area that not so many people know it, but it's one of the most phenomenal areas for surfing. And it's very soft and long and beautiful. I love it. Um, very cool. Uh, yeah. So th- those would be my hacks, but, um, awesome. Okay. So I have one last question for you. And now that you've already shared that you're going naked to the beach every day, I feel like we could get something really interesting out of this one, but what is something most people don't know about you? I think most people don't know that I'm almost like a caveman or like, a like a monk that likes to to spend so much time in solitude and in isolation or in the silences. And um, 
I could have different uh, faces to my personality where uh, when I'm working on my business, I'm outgoing, I'm outside, I'm, I'm speaking to so many people, giving presentations. But at the time when I'm not doing those things, I'm often sitting in silence and seeking solitude. I like to go and disappear for 20 days in the forest by myself and listen to the rhythms of nature. And not so many people know those things about, about me. Very interesting. The modern day monk living in Mexico. Are you in Mexico permanently? Uh, I've been here for 13 months right now. And I also really enjoy, I lived for so long in British Columbia mm-hmm. in an area called Nelson in the, in, the, in the heart of the mountains. So that's also an area that I truly enjoy disappearing in the forest. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Hey, so where can people find your glasses and where can they follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can find our glasses on our website, www.vivarays.com. It's V-I-V-A-R-A-Y-S.com. And they could also download a very interesting e-booklet called Light, the Key to Mastering Your Sleep and Energy, which is a culmination of seven years of studying quantum biology and circadian biology with the intention of wanting to put all of this in very simple means that any kids could read it and know exactly what they need to do to elevate their light environment and start experiencing better sleep and productivity. And we share a lot of educational material on our Instagram, Viva Rays, as well as on our newsletter. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so great to meet you. I love your product and uh, look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much, Morgan. So wonderful chatting with you today.